What's up, cool kids? You're tuned in to another episode of the Power and Pros podcast. I'm so happy to be with y'all for the second edition of the Lost for Words series. If y'all listen to the first one with Marissa, then you know we get into it. And there are really moments where you will feel at a loss for words. Like we're supposed to be speaking in our power, owning our pros, telling our stories, talking to people, testifying, all the things. And even for ourselves, right? People will do um, different affirmations. I journal every day, but there are moments, times, situations where you don't have it. You don't have the words to say. You are getting people pouring into you, right? But there is not a steady flow. You're just holding it all. And I think that those moments can really cripple us. They can make us confused. And we can start to really doubt, do I have a word? Do I have things to say? Am I really as creative as I thought? Did I hear God correctly, right? And it just creates this swirl that can really get us out of sorts. And I'm not gonna say it's for no reason, but it's for no reason because we are giving mouths for a purpose, right? We are giving our stories for a purpose. Each of us have histories and futures that we're supposed to speak to and from that can impact us and those around us. And so we are back for the next iteration and we'll be talking all about shame. I think shame is a huge thing that can impact how we view ourselves, how we talk to God or don't, um, and how we interact with other people. And just like the various emotions that can come with shame, right? Even when I say shame, it doesn't have to mean the same thing for everybody. So we are going to be getting into it today. And I have a guest. And let me tell you about this guest. Let me tell (laughs) y'all. She is such an amazing, amazing, amazing woman. I actually came in contact with her via... Twitter first, I'm pretty sure. I think I've been following her for like two years and <laughs> just been following her content, her journey, um, and just how she pours into people. And she doesn't have to, right? None of us have to pour into anybody. All of us could hoard our stories and our journey for ourselves. But you can really, really tell when people are sharing from a place of just, this is what I'm supposed to be doing, right? Um, and it's genuine and it's authentic. And that is exactly what Valencia does with all of her content. Valencia amazing, amazing lady, <laughs> is a multi-hyphenate creator, advocate, host, and influencer using her platforms and unique style to encourage people to embrace their complex and God-given gifts and identity. Her best friend in your head approach to sharing wisdom creates a safe space to discuss hard topics in a relatable and honest way. She is the host of the I Do A Lot podcast, which is returning this October, and the host of the County and Bible Study for Artists and Creators. And I actually joins two of her counter and Bible studies. They're great. She'll snatch your wig. She'll get you together, but in a best friend loving <laughs> way. So, hey, Valencia, welcome to the show. Hi. Hi, Destiny. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm all right. You know, like I said to you a little bit before, it's hot, but we give God <laughs> praise. We're here. We are here. How are you feeling? It is hot. But I was in St. Louis like two weeks ago. Y'all, St. Louis is triple digits every day, all day. So when I came back, I had a different appreciation for our heat because it ain't hot like that. Yeah, like the, mm-hmm, St. Louis already feels like a different, I wouldn't <laughs> call it a demon. I'm not going to call it a demon, no, but it just no. seemed like a different kind of of hot. Yeah, the energy, the, you know, that Midwest is a little different. Yeah, it's a little dry. <laughs> a little mm-hmm. yeah a little, none of that it's hot enough here it's here we have like that humid just groggy foggy ugh, hot yeah. uh, uh-uh. 
And you be trying hate to make it, it a moment. It. You try to make it a moment. Yeah. I sat at the park the other day and it was a moment. People out with their kids, they're walking around, everybody yeah. looks beautiful. And then I was like, okay, yeah. <laughs> I gotta get in inside. Let's get inside. Let's get like my my mom tried to like cook cook out yesterday. And I was just like, this is cute. This is really nice. This is really nice that you got the outside prepared for us. I'll be inside in the air conditioning because I'm not about to sit out here with y'all. I'm just not. Um, but no, it's it's hot, but it's nice. I'm trying to kind of enjoy that last little bit of summer. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, we're, we're, we're moving. Well, I'm so happy that you are here rocking with the cool kids today and that we can drive into shame because it really i don't know about you (laughs) shame has tried to take me out yeah things so many different areas of my life and i think some of them are threats that i think other people can relate to right and then there are other ones Mm -hmm. where they probably still can relate but it feels like a Mm -hmm. destined experience and i think that is exactly kind of what shame does it makes you feel that your situation your scenario um is so drastic so bad so unique that Mm -hmm. you can't overcome it and jesus can't either it's like this you are on this island on your own and so um i just think it's really really important as we're talking about owning our power and our voices to kind of tackle that and just kind of unravel the different ways that for us, we've seen shame kind of make us have a loss for words and how we've gotten our words back after kind of unraveling our emotions with that. So to kind of dive in, I guess, what are some ways that you've encountered shame in your own life? How has it tried to kind of take center stage? Um, I would definitely have to say from an addiction standpoint, um, I've actually done a lot of content on uh pornography addiction and how that was something that I dealt with ever since I was a child and honestly when it comes down to anything in that realm or sphere it's a very taboo kind of topic to talk about especially when you're growing up in church and you are a woman and you're sexually suppressed you don't have much information about certain things and so growing up and you know dealing with this addiction I was full of shame because for one, I'm in church. Like I know God, why am I doing this? You know, Mm -hmm. like that was something that um, definitely uh, muzzled me for a very long time. I felt like I was a hypocrite. I felt like I really didn't love God, that I didn't trust God the way that I thought that I did because I was addicted to something. Um, And in that shame developed. I started to hide a little bit more. I I started to not pray as much because Mm -hmm. I was like, why would I talk to you? You probably hate me. Like, (laughs) you know, you probably hate me. You probably hate this so much and you probably don't want to talk to me about it. And so I'm not even going to bother you. I'm not even going to bother the angels. I'm not going to bother nobody. I'm going to just stay here and isolate myself and stick in this shame. And then I think the second way would probably be comparison. I feel like social media has this very interesting way of um, making you compare yourself and where you are in your life to those that are around you, not really knowing Mm -hmm. what they're experiencing as they are, you know, putting out their highlight reel of wins and even some losses. So I think that in those ways, I had that framework from a child where shame kind of introduced itself to me through 
pornography, but then from that life, you know, and not going the way that I thought it would be and, you know, going the unconventional route with so many different things. I was just like, what am I doing? (laughs) You know, I'm 28, like things, the way that I thought that things would be at this age, like I'm not married. Come you know on. when you do that little mash thing? You know that mash thing that we used to do as kids? Mm-hmm. We were like mansion and whatever. <laughs> I'm like, I was a liar. They didn't tell me the truth. Like, I'm supposed to be married right now. I'm supposed to be like deep into my career. Like, so yeah, I, I think that like growing up and having those different frameworks for myself and then um, just realizing I might not have been in the spaces that I wanted to be in by this time. It definitely developed a lot of shame in me. When you said the word muzzle, I was like, right, right. Mm-hmm. Because I think yeah. when you feel those emotions or you start the comparison or whatever the thing is, you don't lose your ability to speak. You just lose the desire to. You don't lose the fact mm-hmm. that you have a story. You just lose the desire to share yeah. the story. You don't actually right. get severed from a relationship with Christ. You just are not using the fact that you have relationship with Christ, right? Mm-hmm. And so I think that um it really it really can creep in and try to pull up and wreck. When I lost yeah. my job, are you kidding? <laughs> I, you yeah. wanna talk about mash? I'm 29, like yeah. same thing. <laughs> I'm right. supposed to be have my man, we go to trips every year, you know what I'm saying? I'm supposed to be two kids in, like it's like all these right. things that I was exactly. supposed to be doing. And I changed that, right? And I so I felt mm-hmm. more in control and more aligned because I was okay. It's not my time to have a man. That's fine. It's not my time to have kids. That's extra fine. Right. But this thing for what single life looks for me is should pan out this way. And that ain't happening either. So I'm like, now wait a minute. I'm out here really looking crazy and y'all can see me. Like I'm not going through these things alone. Y'all can yeah. see me. I'm still required to show up. When I had a job and I felt shame um, before, then it was like, dang, I got to go to work every day. Dang, I'm on a train every day. And then after that, it was like, okay, I, I still got a mama calling me. I still got friends that are hitting me up. And I'm experiencing yeah. a loss. I'm experiencing this shame. And y'all can see me while I do it. And that was very um, tough. And at times it's still tough for me to not be okay or be perfect or where I want to be. And not self-isolate as a result of that. Yeah. Yeah. The self-isolation part is probably the biggest part of all of the shame thing. Because I think that shame not only silences you, but it separates you. You know, Mm -hmm. you don't feel worthy to be in certain spots and spaces. It's very, it gives, I, I would compare it to like Adam in the garden. And when he had just eaten the fruit and put some leaves around and figs and was like can you see me like you know (laughs) like that's literally where shame was born like you know he went from being innocent and having this god-like identity to going to feeling like how he was was bad Mm -hmm. and so he had to cover himself in shame to the point where god was like where are you not because he didn't know but because it's like, what are you now using to cover yourself from me or keep mm-hmm. yourself from me? And I think that that's literally what shame does. It is something that we take that's false to cover our true, the trueness, like the reality of who we are and how we are from God, which is why we stop praying, which is why we stop, you know, uh, being around healthy community. We don't want the reality 
of us to be seen. Um, and it's going to always separate, isolate, and bring us into these um, little caves by ourselves where we, you know, rehearse and go over how bad we are, <laughs> how unworthy we are. It's it's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. And it can be a cycle if you don't pay attention even to like what triggers your shame, you know? Yeah. What are some ways you brought up Adam? And so with Adam, God called out to him of like, where are you at? Because mm-hmm. I noticed yeah. you off center. Something's going on. Yeah. But what are, yeah. So I think the guy, obviously, he still does that today. He doesn't change. He calls out mm. to us each day but I think that Mm. um there are ways that we can notice and reach out to him right and I actually think about Peter when he was walking on water and he was like hold up I'm sinking and he's like yo Jesus (laughs) and Jesus immediately helps him right and so if we're feeling feelings of shame or even as you talked about with your previous addiction like how what were different ways that you called out and were like hey I need help by saying that (laughs) I need help. It wasn't necessarily um, an easy thing because, again, when you're dealing with shame, you don't want to admit that there's something wrong. You don't want to admit that, like, you know, you may need help in an area kind of like what you were talking about. Um, we've and me and you have talked about performance anxiety before, especially when you're used to showing up and people are mm-hmm. used to you showing up. You're ashamed that you can't show up the way that you really want to. So mm-hmm. I think that um, for me, it was finding the right community to say that I needed help too, mm-hmm. um, because my goodness, I, I needed someone to reach out and then like I can grab on something because sometimes the shame is so deep, so heavy, you know, it, it's kind of like a help, help. like it's <laughs> not even like a real, it's not even like a real loud it's kind of like a, I'm I'm cracking. Is is anyone seeing this? Like yeah, I'm yeah. literally cracking. Um, and having community that knows enough about where you've been and knows where you're going to be like, there's something different about you, and I don't know what that is specifically, but um, you're not you right now. Um, and so I give all praise to God for community because I struggled with having it. Um, and I'm one of those people that likes to like deal with things by myself mm-hmm. and cause I don't want to feel like a burden to people. But then I had like people that were like, I'm outside, open your door. Like, <laughs> you know, to make sure that like I was okay. And so my little help, my little, Hey, can you pray for me? Um, mm-hmm. was enough for a lot of people to, a lot of people in my circle to know like, Oh, if she's asking for help, it must be serious. Yeah. So yeah, that's kind of like how I reached out. I can attest to the community piece a hundred percent because yeah. um, one, we're not supposed to do anything alone. Even when we up, right. We're not supposed to do that alone. So how much more do we need community when we don't feel at our best? Yeah. And so the performance anxiety bit a hundred percent. If I can't show up, if, Usually I can go to your thing to celebrate you. And I'm like, right now I'm so deep in my stuff. I wouldn't show up. right, And it would take away from your moment versus me being present in your moment. So I'm not going to come. But then I'm like, dang, I'm not a good friend no more. And it's like, that's who said that? Like, that's not what it is. It's just you you pour more into you. So you can be the best friend that you can be. And I think that Mm -hmm. shame be blocking that connection for me. And I'll just go to like, I'm not a good friend because I'm not showing up. 
and it just stops. Like there are no other thoughts. Mm -hmm. And I have to have people that get me, that don't have that thought about me, that they know when I'm on and when I'm good and when I'm not. Mm -hmm. And I don't have to say anything. He's like, oh yeah, I noticed that we was on FaceTime two weeks ago. Like Mm -hmm. I was, I was wondering if it was a one-off. You telling me it's not. But I peeped something. I thought she was having exactly. a day. It was on your period. Like, well, I don't know what was going on. And I really, really, really appreciate those moments. When I did let people in before, I feel like shame kind of was wreaking havoc, right? Because if they're not in, then they can't notice when you out. <laughs> There's no way mm-hmm. for them to kind of get that. And if you're not bouncing off, creating a safe space with each other beforehand, then when you need the security of that safe space, of that community that can really like lift you up and hold your arms when you can hold yourself. It's harder to find because you're in such a fragile state that you can't even voice how you feel and what you need. And so um, I can agree with that. I think it's made me want to take more risk, actually, um, suppose it risk when I am feeling a bit more open or when things are a bit more stable, not so I can use people later, but just it's a foundation for any relationship that you have. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm like, okay, okay. You shouldn't do life alone ever. So you don't want to use ever. the life raft, right? And then once you back to safety, you're like, okay, y'all be good. Y'all be well. It's yeah. like, no, you always want to stay connected with people. Yeah. Um, so that's been a lesson for me, I think, in this last bout of shame and then i'm getting new community we're posting on social media um can you talk a bit about that too like i think there are people that don't know me that are wishing me well and that are like oh i i relate to this thing or i whatever and i'm like oh wow this is really sweet that my story means something to people that quote unquote don't mean anything to me in my day-to-day waking up going to sleep and i think that we don't value that or even see it as a possibility honestly when we first feel that wave of shame it's like I mean even strangers wouldn't want to deal with this and it's like girl that That, you know what that makes me think I was literally while you were talking I was thinking about it because my I would think that the other the other way that I like said that I needed help was by writing and Mm. I just remember like maybe 2015, 2016, I started blogging. And that was when I was in like a very abusive situation. And it was just like a lot for me. And Mm -hmm. I needed to write about something. Even if it wasn't necessarily the situation, I needed to write about something. I needed to write about something that was on my mind because it helped me to process. It helped me to, I'll, I'll say this. I think it was the Holy Spirit's way of, reminding me I wasn't by myself because I Mm. think that that's what shame does it makes you feel like you know you're the only one that does this right you know that you're the only one that's wrong you know like it does this thing where it lies to you it makes you feel like you're so by yourself you're the Mm. only one going through it and the I think the Holy Spirit's urging or unction to say no write about it and put it out there it it opened the space for people to be like oh my god somebody else is dealing with this like it's not just me. And it gave me so much strength because, again, if shame is covering up something, then faith and freedom looks like uncovering something. So in this case, I was like, well, I'm about to take these leaves off and I'm about to help <laughs> you take all your leaves off too. Like, you know, it's an invitation to 
allow people to know that they're not by themselves. Um, and so it, it helps you build that community. Um, so for me, I think going back to the root of it, I think creativity, like my creativity was one of the ways that I was able to walk out of shame because like you said, it's like, it's a choice at this point. Like, I don't have to be here. I don't have to let this affect me. I chose to walk out of it because I was like, I'm not by myself. There are other people that have dealt with this and I can deal with it too. We have gone through a whole pandemic. I've only seen often and Shame told me I'm the only person experiencing job loss. And like, it, it just didn't make any sense. It's a lie. I have it's the a lie. Fact <laughs> and the truth that that's not the yeah. truth, right? I've seen yeah. it. I've talked to people. I've experienced it. And yet, when it was my turn, I was like, dang, I'm on this island by myself. Yeah. And I shared, and I was like, oh. Um, I who even cares? Like, am I just venting to the void right now? Like, I don't mm-hmm. necessarily need to do that on a podcast. I don't necessarily need to talk about this on YouTube. <laughs> it don't make no sense. And then I did it, and there are so many people that are, I'm just vlogging about my day, my whatever. And mm-hmm. then somebody will see it and be like, oh, I never thought about XYZ. Thanks for sharing that. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, they needed that because they're going through the exact same thing you're going through. And they're mm-hmm. thinking about it in their way. You sharing how you think about it in your way. Now, both of y'all can walk in a stronger way forward and know that you can get through this. But alone, I don't know what these people on YouTube, TikTok, I don't know what these people are thinking. I don't know how same <laughs> is trying to overtake them, right? Um, and mm-hmm. so I think that community, it really can push you to a new space for you. But then, yeah, other people that haven't, they know they got the fig leaves on, but they don't feel like, what am I supposed to do to take them off? You sharing how you yeah. take your fig leaves off can help them. Absolutely. But I do want to recognize there are reasons people don't choose to be in community, mm-hmm. right? I think especially, I mean, we can talk about Christian, Jesus all day, but there are some mm-hmm. circles, some spaces where, yeah, you're like, oh, porn addiction. And they let you they let you uh, take the mic at church on Sunday? mm like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. there are just certain yeah. things that I think um, if you don't seem like you're aligned in a in a certain way, then you mm-hmm. need to be completely out or that there isn't space for you to bring that and find healing. And I think that is why, yeah. at least for me, at times, um, I've chosen to self-isolate and try to heal on my own because mm-hmm. I get worried. Sometimes the concern's real. Sometimes it's not but worried about mm-hmm. if there is space for an imperfect destiny for a person who is kind of unraveling some things where I want to cover up and you telling me I don't have to, but I feel like I should. I don't know if I can yeah. kind of bring that in this container and it be accepted and not shattered. So how would you suggest that maybe we kind of suss out, I guess, what is the right healthy community to bring your shame and kind of work through that in? Hmm. I mean, the way that people act tells everything. I think that like, um, outside of just having discernment, um, people act how they actually are. If you listen close enough, they will reveal who they are, how they are, what their outlooks on life are. If you listen close enough, they will do that. Um, and I think that 
it's important to look and assess what's in front of you, who's in front of you. Um, and, and for me, cause I, I have to, in, I have to include the Holy Spirit. I don't, let me tell you something. Okay. I, there is not one friendship that I have not asked the Lord about there. I mean, I've literally been like, Lord, what, why are they here? What are they doing? <laughs> like, should they be here? Should I talk to them about this? Because mm. everybody can't carry that, you know, everybody might not, you know, see your imperfectness and, and respect you trying to live that out or live out a better approach to it in front of people. Like you mm-hmm. said, like somebody can look at me and say, okay, you had a porn addiction. How are you doing praise and worship? Um, well, for one, I'm not a porn addict, porn addict anymore. That's number one. But even if I was there, there, I have community and I have people that are walking with me through certain things. And mm-hmm. also I do believe that community heals. It's an, as you go kind of thing. Um, I think it was like the lepers and Jesus was like, listen, go show yourselves to the elders and at, as they went. Right. So it's not autumn. Like some things are just not automatic. You have to nope. journey. And yeah. as you journey, it'll get better. Like you will heal. Like it'll make sense, but you have to have the right people around and using discernment and listening to people and how they think will help you like differentiate. Nah, I can't talk to you about that because you're going (laughs) to judge me and you're going to put me in a hell that you can't. mm, 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 mm. And then you have those people that are willing to walk with you and be like, so what do you need? Like, Mm -hmm. what do your triggers look like? I had to have people around me that I trusted with my triggers. Like, hey, this thing triggers me. Or, you know, after a certain time at night, like, I'm going to need to call you because I might... You can't do that with everybody and they no. still look at you the same way. You can't. Um <laughs> you cannot. So discerning like who can handle you because you're not too much. Your shame is not too much um for people that are supposed to be there to help you walk through that. And I think from a practical standpoint, again, just assessing and listening to the people that are around you and how they mm-hmm. handle themselves because you can learn a lot about how they'll handle you by how they handle themselves. If they're very critical of themselves, they're probably going to be critical of you. You know, (laughs) if they're judging themselves harshly, even if they're not saying it, they're probably thinking the same thing about you. Um, Mm -hmm. Because a lot of us are dealing with performance anxiety, are dealing with that inner critic that is loud and wrong and sharp. Um, And so we project it on others. I also think certain communities, honestly, (laughs) if you Google them, there's a community for everything, right? So if I'm a gamer and I want to find some fellow gamers in my area, I can find them. Or you don't got to be in my area, but you can find a club, a group, a Wednesday night, we meet at seven here for anything almost. So I think that if you're direct family, your friends, your church community, your coworkers, like whoever is community for you, don't seem like they it. You usually your discernment, you like, nah, I can't talk to yeah. none of these folks. Yeah. That might be yeah. real too, right? And I think that there are those specialty groups exist for a reason because yeah. it's one a reminder, you're not alone. That your whole situation mm-hmm. ain't so niche that nobody else has ever mm-hmm. felt it before. But 
those groups have specific tools that your mama might not have. She might not know nothing you talking about, mm-hmm. right? It's like, talk to my mom yeah. about the roles of being a YouTuber. She's like, my mom's never created a YouTube video in her life. So you can only give yeah. me so much but so where much information, if I yeah. to YouTubers anonymous, then I'm able to connect with them about mm-hmm. the content creation journey and the ups and downs of that, right? And so I just want to put that out there. If you feel like, you know what I'm saying, somebody passed in your family and you're supposed to be over it and you're not, there is a group for grieving that of exists. Where yes. you can go. And every week they will talk to you and you can talk about your family member as much as you need to. And okay. you don't have to feel, I'm belaboring a point, I got to move on. Every week they'll show up and you can exist as you need to. It's there. So I think um, even, I just want to take the time to even remove the shame of my community might not be my community for this thing. And that feels bad. Wherever you got to get it to get it, go get, get it. 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 It exists. Get it. No, for real. I've When I tell you, does like, when it comes down to community and friendship, this year, I think we talked about, I feel like we talked about this too. We did. But like, uh, yeah, like it's been so, it's been so weird Um, because you realize like you can have a friend, you can have friends for a certain amount of time, history, years mm-hmm. of skin in the game. And then you have like that one life issue that they just cannot handle with you. And then you're like, well, are they really my friend? Like they, like I should be able to talk to my friend about this, mm-hmm. but they may not have the capacity for you in this moment, in this time of your life. And it might not be necessarily their fault. They may be going through something else that they're trying to carry. So they yep. might not be able to carry your thing, but you, that doesn't mean that like you shouldn't have a person that you can go to and mm-hmm. share those things with um so even if it's a you know a family member or a friend that you've had for a really long time and you can't talk to them like you said it's okay there is a group there are friends go revisit the friends you probably wouldn't have talked to about this because they actually might have some wisdom for you and you might be thinking well they don't know nothing and they probably they probably do I got Mm -hmm. some like Second tier friends that became first tier friends. Oh, can we real, talk about real it? Real talk. Real talk. Real talk. I literally have friends that I never really talked to like that. And I don't know what happened in my life, but it's like they just came in at the right time. And now they are literally the people I talk to almost every other day. Yep. I don't know how it happened, <laughs> but Same. God has a way of like promoting people. God has mm-hmm. a weird way of promoting people in your life and saying, hey, you don't need new friends. You just need to reposition the ones that you have. Like, I got people in your sphere that were divinely placed. Please use them. Yep. <laughs> use them up. You, it's not wrong to use your friends and know what friends do what. Like, I got a friend who I would never talk to for affection. Ever. Ever. <laughs> but, I, but I have another one who I could be like, can you please give me a hug? Like, can mm-hmm. we just, can you just coddle me for two seconds? Yeah. You know? And then the other friend is like that friend that can give me the logic. Cause I don't want logic all the time, but then you have yeah. a friend that can give you that. So it, it, community is important is what we really trying to say. Community okay. is important. <laughs> and 
I think in this time, because I definitely have friendship shifts and just just shifts with myself, right? Like, forget everybody mm-hmm. around. Like, what Destiny got to say about this? Like, I think I'm changing my mm-hmm. mind on some stuff. And that makes me feel shameful because I'll, I'll try to be the 10 toes down queen on whatever I'm saying, whatever I'm doing, which goes back to the performance anxiety, which goes back mm-hmm. to, am I doing this right, right? And so I think that... Yeah. um what this season and kind of unraveling all of that and working through it has reminded me of is that no matter who I actually am, who I think I am, who with me, who not with me, God with me. <laughs> and I really had to restructure Period. our relationship. Like, okay, you say I can lean on you for anything. Let's test this theory out. Cause I need to lean right now. Like yeah. I have things to say to get off my chest. And so we really traveled to a new space because I mean I pray stuff and I've written things that I never talked to God about. I mean it wasn't a thing like some stuff I ain't gonna say I was hiding per se just wasn't my experience mm-hmm. where we didn't have to talk about it. And now mm-hmm. it is and I want to talk about it every day. And that was where the shame came in. Cause I'm like, I just want to do a one and nine cute buttoned up mm-hmm. prayer, slap that your way mm-hmm. and we good. And then I don't feel good yet. Like, I'm like, oh, no. Again. And that, um, in the beginning, had me like, do I not have faith? And that made me feel shameful because why I don't feel fixed, right? Um, Mm -hmm. And I had to, that's not what this is. God ain't no, come in. I just fix you. And then you on your way. This is relationship. We're walking. We're talking. We're journeying together. And so- um, that's been a positive. It don't feel positive all the time. Keep it a buck. <laughs> but that's yeah. been a huge positive of the past year is how my relationship with God has grown because of the shame that I felt. The shame that I felt like I couldn't call Valencia about this if I wanted to. I couldn't call my mom and my best friends about this if I wanted to. You all I got. Since you already know what happened anyway, I'm going to talk to you by default. Like sometimes it wasn't, I'm choosing you because I love you so much. It was like, I don't have to rehash all the bull that I just feel like I went through. So yeah. I guess you up. <laughs> so I'm going to talk to you. And that's how we started. And then it starts to be like, oh, I can't wait to tell God about this when I get home. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, we're starting to build that relationship. But oh, babe, shame played a big part in me getting close to God this Can year. I you Can I ask you a question? Can I ask you a question? So, okay, in that, right, you saying, like, your relationship with God matured and, like, grew, being that you were dealing with shame, what attribute of God's personality do you feel like was the loudest in that growth process in dealing with shame? Like, what part of his character did you experience being that you were dealing with shame? Was it fatherly? Was it motherly? You know? To get me to his feet, it was the omnipresence. It's like, oh, you're everywhere. You're following me. Like mm-hmm. it doesn't, it doesn't matter if I talk to you or not. And not even in a spooky ooky way, but just like you're mm-hmm. literally right here. I can feel you. You're hanging out with me. And I feel <laughs> nobody should be hanging out with me because of this shame thing. Or that wow. they already aren't, that people are pulling back. I'm not going to work, right? I'm using my job loss as an example. So if I'm not going to work, I have less people on a train. I'm not, I'm taking a train less because I don't got nowhere to go. <laughs> I'm talking yeah. to coworkers. I don't have coworkers. So it's like a big piece of my community has been removed. Then I'm doing less social things because I'm watching my mm-hmm. pockets. Right. So it's just like 
I didn't feel like people are always around. I feel like some of my coworkers are like, dang, you always like me. Dang, you always whatever. I didn't feel that about anybody at all. Um, during the daytime, I could talk. My friends are at work. Like, they can't just talk. So it was that. It was like, oh, you're literally always here. Like, you don't go anywhere. It doesn't matter if I have yeah. a job or if I got a million dollars or not. If I'm having a good day or not. It doesn't impact how you move at all. And yeah. that was like, okay, that's great. Cause I need that right now. I need somebody to stick around for the be around. <laughs> like, so that was really helpful. Wow, yeah. So that was just like, okay. Uh, to make me not feel crazy while making my lunch at 2 PM. <laughs> I'm talking to you while you're up in here. Cause I can't FaceTime somebody and talk to them. Right. So mm-hmm. it started off just by default. Since you around, be around. After a while yeah. though, it was like, I'm not taking this the full month. Like we could go further and I'm literally choking myself, not doing that, not talking to you about it. And you ain't just event buddy. You actually have the answer to the thing that I need. Mm-hmm. You actually can make me feel good about this storm that I'm in. You actually can provide a new path that I wouldn't have thought of on my own. Like you ain't no just like, yeah a friend to kiki with <laughs> or you gonna cop the bill at brunch which i have had people like that in my life this past year and i'm so thankful like you know what i'm saying so like for <laughs> right. sure. but you can take it a step further like all the different frontiers that you said and like this friend is for affection and this friend is for this this friend is for that i was like oh not sure everybody <laughs> wrapped up in one. That's <laughs> I love that. I need that right now. Like I, I yeah. don't even know how to pick and choose who I want to talk. That's an extra step that I can't engage in right now. I don't mm-hmm. have time to open up my call log, open up my text thread and be like, all right, who can get the destiny swirl today? I, that was a step too much. I need to spill this mm-hmm. out and spill it out right now. So who's here right now? You're going to get it right now. And God is there every time. So that was that. And I think I got more comfortable. My favorite attribute of God is his compassion. Love. Oh, favorite yeah. Attribute because yeah. we messed up. <laughs> are you kidding? We are not perfect and we're never going to be perfect. And I yeah. think people will bring up... Um, Savior was like, well, why would I say people that, hey, you might not even love me back so compassionate like it's like any attribute to me that you can call out about god the compassion is the root like it's the center it stems mm-hmm. i just like ah, i love you so much so yeah. that um that's what really stuck out for me and that's what gets me to come back i think when i mm-hmm. feel shame when i feel scared when i feel like oh i messed up oh yeah i caught an attitude oh yeah that was not cool for me to say oh that thought was yeah. bad like whatever I could, shame could immediately swoop in. Sometimes it does immediately swoop in after I have those thoughts. But remembering that guy's yeah. compassionate, it's like, yeah, I know. We got to work on that still. That's okay. You're not over that. That's fine. You had an attitude and cursed him out all the way home. I mean, hey, <laughs> happens to the best of us. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like that is what he meets me with first and everything else. If you want to talk about correction, if you want to talk about constant crush, giving up things, whatever. I am so different from the trauma you experience in the world because I'm going to meet you with compassion every time. Every single time. Every single time. Yep. It's, it's, it's the good father part. You know, I think that like experiencing, um, just 
him being a father is what initially just breaks shame off of people because mm-hmm. it just it I don't know what it is about a father's voice, but like it affirms. So the moment that you feel isolated and shame and all those things, it's like out of his compassion, he's like, Where are you? I'm still pursuing you. I'm still looking for you. You can't run from me. You know, like it's kind of like hide and seek. Like even though we're, you know, under these small trees, I'm like, I hope he doesn't see how bad I am. He's like, I already know. I already know this. And you're beautiful to me. And I'm willing to walk with you and journey with you and and love on you through the changes and the, you know, um, just how life is and so that I'm sorry I'm just that almost made me cry because I'm listening to you and I'm like wow yeah that's exactly how it is I love that for you I really really do I'm so glad that you got to experience God like that That that's really dope it's been a journey okay I know know. and I think when people will like hear people talk about their relationship with God or whatever it can seem like oh dang like how they get that or that they're different and you can feel shame with that. Let me tell y'all, everybody is going through their own walk with God. Very, and very I different. the other day, I woke up at 3.30 in the morning and I knew I wasn't going back to sleep. So I was like, all right, you got something to say. Because I'm asking God for stuff. And for some reason, he likes to talk at 3.30 in the morning. So I'm mm-hmm. like, all right, let's move it. Woke up, we talking, read my Bible, I'm trying to know, da 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 that was great. That's how I started my Monday. Tuesday didn't look like that at all. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that if I would have posted, which some people do, and it's not no shame, no slight, but I think that if I would have just posted the highlight reel, like me and God spent four hours together this morning. I was up at 3 30 mm. and I didn't take no nap. And I da da da. How are you spending <laughs> your labor <laughs> day? Yeah. You can start yeah. to feel real bad and be like, okay, well, I guess I'm not God's chosen because I slept through the night. Like, you know what I mean? And it can just yeah, yeah. Dis- And like you talked about it in the beginning, like that that comparison and shame, mm-hmm. sometimes they can go hand in hand. So, um, yeah. yeah, as we're talking about God's attributes, whatever attribute it is for you, whatever he's revealed so far, that's intentional. He don't not reveal things to people. If he don't want you to get it. He's like, the girls that get it, get it. So if you get anything <laughs> about God, y'all got something special going on. For real. Because uh-huh. some folks that are blind as bats. They, don't, they can't tell you anything, right? And so, um, yeah, I just want to speak that out. Because I know sometimes that grabs me. Where I'm like, nah, me and God don't be kicking it like that. When I thought he was my homeboy. Maybe he's not my homeboy. And God's like, what, now, what What you talking about? I thought me and you was good. And exactly. I'm like, exactly. You know? So, yes, the Lord is much closer to us than we think. And because we are grading our own papers and feeling like, you know, it's like you said, it's going to look different every day. And I think it's actually cool because God has so many different ways he wants to talk to us. So even if Mm -hmm. he's not waking you up at 3.30 and, you know, it's not like your devotion time is at that point. Your devotion time could be at 7 p.m. the next day yep. and it can sound different, be different, or he can talk to you through a friend or a conversation or a billboard. That's ha- that, Lord, that's happened to me. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know, literally like just been walking around and I've just been like, God, like what is going on? Like, how is like, and then I would just like see something and it would be like, wait, where are the cameras? 
Like <laughs> you really see you really see me walking down the street like asking questions and then I just see like some random billboard with like a random phrase that literally matches mm-hmm. what I'm praying about in my mind. You know, so the Lord has like so many different ways to to talk to us. And if it's not at 3 30 in the morning like this, listen. I, even this I'm gonna wake up every day. I can't wake up at 3 30 every day anyway. I'm like, tomorrow, if we're gonna talk at 3 30, let's make it PM. <laughs> PM, okay, when I'm up and I got okay. the energy guy. Wow. Oh, like the message will be the same later. Listen, no, I think it's I think it's more so for you just to be like, I wonder if she gonna get up. I wonder if she gonna I wonder if she gonna like sit up, walk around a little bit, shake herself. And talk back to me. Like, I think yeah. it's more so that than like the, you know, it's more so if the willingness, maybe. Like yeah. the willingness no, to sure. do it. Yeah. For sure. It's like, yeah. do you really want to answer? Let's see. Yeah. It's the willingness. Yeah. That's all. We could all have it, everybody. We could all have it. We could all be <laughs> like this. We could all get up at 3 30 in the morning. Okay. We can. What would you say? Anybody that's listening ever experience shame feel like they're a new season they feeling apprehensive about because they feel like shame's on the on the way about to knock on their door or they sitting in it right now big leaves all over them what would you say for somebody who's experiencing shame in the next step that they could take to overcome those feelings first of all come out of hiding because we can see you okay mm-hmm. my first encouragement would be the reminder that you're seen by god um, I think what you needed to see, what you needed to experience and the, through the compassion and the quality time of God is that he saw you like he saw you, even though you were ashamed and you were feeling shame, like he still saw you and spent time with you and wanted to spend time with you, wanted to still pursue you. Um, and so I would want to encourage anybody that is dealing with shame to know that the Lord sees you, that you are seen. Let's start there. You cannot hide. God sees you no matter what you're trying to cover it up with. You could be trying to cover it up with work. You could trying to cover it up with ministry, trying to cover it up with looking as though you are serving him, but you are like, Lord, I can tell them about how good you are, but I don't even know if I really believe it right now. Yeah. He sees that. And I want to encourage you that in feeling that you are not seen he does see you so come out of hiding there is nothing that you can hide from him and not only that he wants to hear from you he wants to hear from you and also who this this probably is the one more than anything but shame is a liar okay shame is a liar shame is a liar all the things that has been telling you about who you are, how you are, how much people love or don't love you, how much you fit or don't fit in. It's all a lie. It is not the truth. Um, practical steps can look like talking to your community and talking to your friends and saying, what do you see in me? Like, what are some things that you that you see in me that are growing, that are progressing? Because a lot of the times when we are feeling ashamed, we don't even, we're not even looking at how we're growing we really could be progressing but because we're looking through this very small blurry lens of what life looks like we don't know that we're growing in different areas and treating people differently than we would have treated them three and five years ago so talk to the people that do life with you 
and asked them, like, have you seen me change? Like, what's different about me? Like, do some assessment and find those truths about yourself and Mm -hmm. affirm them. Let your people affirm you, but then you've got to affirm you. When you hear that you are a great listener, you know, in a season where you don't feel listened to, you can affirm and say, I am a great listener and I am heard. You know, start to affirm these areas of yourself that you feel are lacking with the strength that you actually do possess in that area. And I promise you, you won't stay there for long. You will not. You will not stay there for long. I promise. I've lived it. So I can tell. So I definitely can tell you. And that's what I would tell them. I love that. And then while you were talking, I actually remembered there's a scripture that says hope won't put my hope won't put me to shame. I think that hope is a answer to shame. Like when we put our hope in the fact that I don't feel hurt today, but I will be hurt. Right. I don't know if my community is strong right now, but it can be strong. I don't really know if God going to answer this prayer, but I'm going to pray anyway in hopes that he cares enough to deliver Mm -hmm. for me. That I think um, there've been times when I've halted from reaching out. I've halted from praying, believing, because Mm -hmm. then shame was going to meet me on the other side of that too. Because if it doesn't Mm -hmm. happen, I'm going to look like a a believing fool, right? (laughs) And I think um, that scripture I read one day, I was on the toilet, y'all. And I read that and it stopped me. (laughs) I was like, huh. (laughs) (laughs) won't put me to shame even if things don't pan out exactly how I saw them even if that person that I wanted to be the one to answer the FaceTime call somebody else is the one to answer and I get a word from them whatever it is I actually don't feel shame after things don't pan my way I get the peace that I want I get the joy I wanted I get the clarity the understanding of who I am what Mm -hmm. this season means like all of these Mm -hmm. things they're various things that I get but I never feel shame after that. And so I think that hope might seem like a wasted exertion of energy in this season if you're feeling shame because you're like, just give me the answer. Just give me the, the yeah. X, Y, Z. And that desire being void of hope gets tired. It gets tired. And you don't even have what yeah. you need to do what you're trying to do because you're so exhausted. Having hope it will fill your cup in ways that you, they're insurmountable. Um, And that hope also radiates to your community, right? And that's the best community to be in. Everybody got hope for something. Everybody got dreams. And we're all like, oh, period, you can do that. You're like, you can do this. And then we're speaking to our friends that we don't have in common because of the hope that we shared on this call, whatever. It keeps on going. And again, it doesn't put you to shame. I reached out to people. I reached out and been like, oh, can you, I would love if we could collab, do whatever, ain't hurt nothing. I don't feel shame after I do that. And I think before, that's what shame will tell you. Well, if they don't say nothing, well, if they don't respond, mm-hmm. you're looking crazy, you're not going to go forward. That's a dumb idea. And after I've reached out to whatever brand, whatever, anything, I don't mm-hmm. feel shame. I feel proud. I feel excited. Yeah. I get additional ideas. I get stronger ideas. Because I'm like, oh, if they would have said, yeah, I only had this layer. But now if they said, no, I had more time to think. I got two more mm-hmm. layers. Right? And so 
I don't feel shame when I put my hope in something. And so that's something that I want to leave all the cool kids with today is that your hope is working for you, not against you. And your shame, as Valencia said, is a liar. It's not on your side. It ain't your homegirl. It's not telling you the truth. And so you have to pick up anything. (laughs) We hanging up and the episode's over and you're picking up anything. Let it be hope in the future that God has for you and who he says that you are and in the story that he's writing for you. Like he's the grand author. So if he's writing it, Mm -hmm. you know, it's good at the end. You know that. So if you got to get through this chapter, this page, this sentence to get to the next thing and you're like, I don't know how I'm gonna get there. Hope will take you there. So I love y'all. Valencia, thank you so much for kicking in with all the cool kids today. Tell us how we can keep in contact with you and what you got coming up. Um, so first you can follow me at the Valenciaga, two A's at the end, um, on all social media platforms. Um, what do I have going on? Every month, every Wednesday, the last well, not every Wednesday, every last Wednesday of the month. Uh, we have uh, the Counted In Bible Study for artists and creators to learn about God and themselves and build a community of resource for one another for our creative endeavors, as well as the pod coming back. I'm very, very happy. I stopped last year after the first season. I was like, I'm going to come back. And I didn't come back, but now I am. Um, so uh, we'll be back next month. And uh for right now, that's it. I'm working on those two things. I'm trying to pace my plate right now. So yes. gotta be praised. But those are two things that you definitely can look out for. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much it. Amazed. Like I say, y'all, I of course I follow her on all the things, but the council and Baba study, it's a hit. It'll hit you and it's a hit. So be sure that you tap into that. All of the links will be in the show notes. So be sure that you plug all the way in. And if you haven't already, be sure that you subscribe to the YouTube channel. It is Power in Pros. And I just want to make sure that we stay connected. Also, if you are not tapped in to the Pros and Praise Pages newsletter, I don't know what you're waiting on. It is a weekly newsletter that I drop each and every Wednesday to inspire you to stand in your power each and every week. If you need a little bit of a boost, you felt good on Sunday and on Monday, by Wednesday, you're like, all right, the week tested me where Friday at, then this newsletter is for you. Yeah, I love you guys. Thank you so much, as always, for rocking with the kid. We've been through some ups and some downs, but we are in this thing together. And as much as I hope that I am inspiring and empowering y'all, y'all do the same for me. So I love you guys. Remember to profess your power and there's power in prose. Bye.